This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, my friends, we are continuing our, uh, our, our Shi'ur in the Sefer, the Holy Sefer, Alef Bina from Rav, da- from Rav Yaakov Abu Chatzera. And the topic today is uh, the fourth letter in part of the alphabeta, you know, in Mizmor Kuf Yutet, we go according to the alphabeta, Aleph Bet, David HaMelech's Tehilim. And here, David HaMelech tells HaKadosh Baruch Hu the following. Dafka le'afar nafshi chayeni kidvarecha. My soul is attached to the ground. Revive me like your words. What does this pasuk mean? We read it in Tehillim, but we don't really know what it means. So I'm going to tell you a very important principle that will give us chizuk, that we could sometimes be a little bit down thinking that there's no way out of certain avirot. What is, in your opinion, the worst avira that a person could do? That is the hardest to get a forgiveness for. Murder. He literally can't forgive. Okay, murder, murder. Yom Kippur works for murder. Yom Kippur works for murder. Now what? Right. But what's the hardest to get forgiveness for? Kapara. The Rambam in Teshuvah says that Chilul Hashem, desecrating Hashem's name, even Yom Kippur can't take care of. Unless somebody, Lo Aleinu, when he passes away, there is, there is a f- complete kapar of, khilula, of, of the chilul Hashem. Otherwise, a person can get a complete kapara. So you tell yourself, somebody, Lo Aleinu, committed chilul Hashem, which we all do to a certain degree. Myself first. Because I look like uh, a rabbi. Whether I am or not, I don't know. But I look like one. So I have a friend who who looks like a religious Jew. And he comes in one day to the Kolal, this was in Toronto, and he was wearing a ski hat. I told him, I told him, Sam, why are, you, why are you wearing a ski hat? He says, Rabbi, I drive like a crazy person on the street. And it's a chilul Hashem. <laughs> and I don't want people to know that I'm Jewish. So if I'm, make, I'm doing a chilul Hashem already, I don't want it to be known. He's wearing a ski hat. So that's, we, 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 we do chilul Hashem sometimes, and without knowing, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, if you look, if you look, like you're representing a Jew, on one hand, you have a chance of making a lot of Kiddush Hashem when you're outside on the street, and you're not going to sometimes Kiddush Hashem. So you do Kiddush Hashem, you feel horrible, and you look at the Rambam, you get depressed. How in the world am I going to ever have a kapara for this? Rabbi Yaakov Abu Chatzera tells us something unbelievable. He brings in the name of the Arizal regarding the laws of Nefilat Apaim. There's an important part in our tefillah, that, 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 that we have, which is called Tachanun, Nefilat Apayim. We usually rush through it. We go like this. We think it's something like we have to, I don't know what, hitting our forehead or something. We don't know what we're doing. And, 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 and the, the, the concept of Nefilat Apayim is tremendous. The, the Rambam writes that there's a, a sequence in Tefillah, and there are certain times in Tefillah where we bow, and that's with the knees. And the Rambam says there are certain times where we do Hishtachavaya, you know what the Rambam calls Yishtachavaya? He says literally prostrating yourself with your face on the ground. Like this. Totally. More than what the Muslims do even. Like totally. Totally on the ground. Like Superman. Right? That's Yishtachavaya. 
says the Rambam, when can that be done? You don't have to. He says, when can that be done? During the filat apayim. Yom Kippur. We do that as a remembrance. But every day in tefillah, the Rambam says, that we do yishtachavaya. So we don't do that way. We'll, we'll explain why we don't do that in a moment. But the concept of yishtachavaya is basically going down, going down flat on the ground. And that after you pray to Hashem, this is what the Rizal is going to explain, that after a person prays to Hashem in Shemona Esra, he reached a high level. Then he's ready to be Moser Nafsho. He's ready to give over his nefesh to Hashem. It's a very, very holy moment. If you noticed, the Sephardim don't do Nefilat Apaim and the Ashkenazim do. What's the difference? Why don't Sephardim do Nefilat Apaim? The answer is because the Sephardim are scaredy cats. That's the answer. That in order to do Nefilat Apaim properly, you have to have Kavana, you have to have intention, you have to have intention to be Moser Nefesh. You have to have intention to give over your Nefesh. And it's a very high kavana. It's a very lofty kavana to be wanting to be Moser Nefesh. So the only way you can do that is if you have proper kavana. And the Sephardim always had, always used to do nefilat tapayim. Like the Rambam, they used to lie down. And eventually they, they, they got to a level that they, that, they went like, that they went like this. But the Sephardim nowadays are doing such an important and it's such an important nefilat apayim that they're afraid that they're not going to have proper kavana. They don't even do that. The Ashkenazim read a different mizmor than the Sephardim. And that mizmor is not as dangerous. It's not ledavid Hashem elechan nafshiyasa. So since the Ashkenazim read another mizmor, for them it's not, so, it's not such, a, such, a, such a risk if they don't have proper kavana. And therefore they don't do nefilat apayim. Therefore they do nefilat apayim. But I heard actually from the son of Rebbe Ben that his father, Rebbe Ben when he would feel that he had enough kavana, he would do nefilat apayim with his hand. Rebbe Shalom Misas writes that 100 years ago in Morocco, they all used to do nefilat apayim. I just saw an important Sephardi Rav that was in town, and he did nefilat apayim like with his hand, even though he's Sephardi, because he felt he had kavana for it. So the concept of tapaim is giving your nefesh over to Hashem. Says... That Avera, Oto Avon Nishar Talui Veomed, Velo Tushlam Kaparato Adiomamita. That Avera will never be totally forgiven until the day a person dies. Vetikunha Avona Zela Adam, Afilu Beodobachayim, Hunefilata Paim. And what is the tikkun that a person can have in this world? So you read the Rambam, there's no way out. The only way that a person could have kapara is through, is, is, is through death. A person doesn't want to die. He wants to be mechapered beforehand. Says the Arizal and the Yaakov Abu that if a person during his life has kavana during nefilat apayim, he will have forgiveness even on this avira of chilul Hashem. And he thinks during the time of Nefilat Apayim, it's as if he's dying. His Aver is going to be erased, says Rav Yaakov Abu And therefore, a person's going to think, I want to reach such high heights, such high levels, but I have this Aver that's hanging over me. How can I get rid of it? I made a tremendous Kibbutz Hashem. I was one side outside in public and I did something ridiculous. Everyone laughed at me and said, where are these Jews? What am I going to do? Now I feel horrible. The answer is, 
says Rabbi Yaakov Abu Chatzera, during the filat apayim, you have in mind that you're willing to be Moser Nefesh. And like we said, even a Sephardi one, if he feels good about himself in Tefillah, he could do Nefillah Tapayim. And he has that Kavanah, and he says, David Hashem, nafshi esa, I'm giving my Nefesh over. It's as if he was revived. It's as if he died and he was revived. It's a, it's a form of Mesirut Nefesh. Says David HaMelech, Davka le'afar nafshi. My, my Nefesh hugged the ground. During Nifilat Apaim, I made it as if I'm prostrating myself and I'm giving my nefesh over. It's like I died in this lifetime. And since I did that, Hashem, since I was Muslim, my nefesh to you, Chayeni Kidvarecha, revive me and give me back a new Hitchachut. That means every, every day in Tefillah we have that opportunity during the Filat Apaim, even if we don't do it literally, but we have that Kavana during the Filat Apaim, Hashem, I'm willing to be Muslim, my nefesh to you, revive me. It gives me a breath of new life and it gives me a new opportunity and a new chance. And he's called, once he's called Chai, I am forgiven, like your words that you wrote in your Torah, that if, that if it, when we're Moser Nefesh, we have this new Yitchatshut. So David HaMelech is saying, Davka le'aftar nafshi, chayeni kidvarecha, revive me. Unbelievable. Let's, do, let's go to the next Pasuk. The, you know, the, the, the Sephardic custom is before, the Sephardim and Nusach Sephard as well, is that before Nefilat Apaim, there's Tachanun. There's Tachanun. Ashamnu, Bagadu, Gazal. You ever wonder why we hit on our chest during Ashamnu, Bagadu, Gazal? No, I mean, we're saying we're sorry. But what, what are you hitting exactly? As Rav Shalom Shodan used to say, that sometimes a person, he's thinking in his Shmona Esrei that he's, that he's in... Uh, He's thinking that he's in Timbuktu and then he, he's, he's at the marketplace in Machanihud in the middle of haggling with the guy. And all of a sudden said he's hitting him. Who's hitting him? He realizes it's himself. It's a Moshman Esri. His, his, his head is like spacing out. And then he hits himself. Oh, I'm back. I'm back over here in Shemana Esri. Turing Slachlanu. Right? Now, uh, now, when somebody's in the middle of Nefilat Apayim, before he does Nefilat Apayim, he does Vidud. So, according to the world of Kabbalah, you know, it's a concept that we don't really understand, but the Arizal writes in Shara Kavanod, Roshi Chazarat Hashatz, that when a person does Averot, so he causes the positive energy of the Chasadim to, to be hidden. And you have to reveal them. This is the Arizal, when you hit your chest, you're revealing those Averot. You're taking away the, the, the shell that is, is hiding and, and you're revealing them in public. Now, when a person reveals that, what he's doing is that he is, he is, make it, he is coming out clean in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then the, the Malachim are not able to have complaints and to contend and to say, uh, you know, this guy is not worth anything. Because what happens is like this. A person goes to sleep and somewhere in Beddin Shalmah, they're saying, Hashem, why give the Neshama back to this guy? He did this, 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 and this. So what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say? He says, what do you mean? He did vidu, he did teshuva. He said he's sorry. You can't complain against him. That's why it's so important to do vidu. Also some do vidu, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the custom by the Sfarans do vidu also before they go to sleep. Just keep on doing vidu. That way, the, the malachim, the, whatever the mekatrigim, can't have any complaints against you. So, says, says David HaMelech, Derachai siparti, your, 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 my, my paths, 
that I went, he's saying, the paths that I deviated from, see party, I counted them. I counted them, Hashem. I said, Hashem, answer me. And even though I'm not sure that maybe I'm not, you know, so I, I was forgiven, now I might stumble again. Because even a, per, a person who does vidui, he wants to have a new beginning, but sometimes he doesn't know how. He wants to have the proper kavanot, he wants to be able to connect to Hashem. So he asks Hashem, teach me your wisdom so I could, I could actually learn and I could, I, I, I could get to that level. So these two psukim, who, you, who are, you know, it's hard to understand if you're just reading them, have a new perspective now, Rabbi Yaakov Abu Chatzir is saying. It's, David HaMelech is talking to Hashem, when I do my vidui in the filat answer me. When my nefesh attaches itself to the ground, chayeni, revive me, give me a new life. There are party when I do tachanun, and I count my avirot, and that way, there could be no, no complaints against me. And that way you're going to answer me. Then, give me a path that I could learn from. And the last pasuk that we're going to, uh, we're, we're going to, um, uh, we're, we're going to talk about, there's pasuk gimel, I'm not going to explain right now. The, the ways of your commandments, let me understand and I will talk in the wonders. So he explains that pasuk I'm not going to get into now. And then he says, what those words mean? Anybody knows what that word? Dalfa nafshi mituga. Dalfa is from the language in Lashon Kodesh, delef. Delef means dripping. So what David Melech, how poetic he was, my nefesh is dripping mituga from tsa'ar. Revive me. And here he's saying the following. That when a person, and this is, this is a trick that a person has to know. You come to the Bet Midrash in the morning. You want to learn Gemara. You have Rabbi Heller waiting for you. And you're, you're all prepared that you want to learn Gemara. But it's not going into your head. I remember one time Purim, I was in Yerushalayim. And I had, I, I, you know, sometimes you see people praying during Purim. It's an interesting tefillah they have. You know, they're drunk. You, know, you don't know what they're saying. So I had one guy in the middle of tefillah. He was in Givat Shol, in Zupin's Givat Shol. And he's praying to Hashem. He was an American. He was... He says, Hashem, it's not going in my head. He's yelling there. He's in the middle of tefillah. He's yelling, Hashem, my head's so thick, nothing's going in. We don't speak that out during tefillah, but there's nothing wrong in thinking that. And when a person gets stuck and he doesn't understand, or he's not getting a cheshek in Gemara, there's nothing like tefillah to break open those barriers. There's nothing wrong with during your Shema Esri praying to Hashem, Hashem, Give me that, though. I understand your Torah. And the great Gedolim, that's how they grew. They got stuck in a passage. And they went in a corner and they daven and they prayed. And that's how things were revealed to them. Who writes this? Rav Chaim Vital writes this as well. Rav Chaim Vital says that when they, when they asked the Arizal, how did you, he asked the Arizal, how did you reach such, such tremendous levels? The Arizal answered him, he, was, he would learn and he would sit on something, and he wouldn't understand it. He would be betsa'ar, and he would cry until HaKadosh Baruch Hu would answer his tefillah, and Hashem would, an, would open up Sha'ari Hasaga. So that David HaMelech is praying, Dalfa nafshimi tuga, my nefesh is dripping from tsar that I can't understand. 
Because the Lashon also Tuga is Bitsar, because it's also the Gematria of Teshuva, Kedusha, I'm sorry. I want to reach Kedusha. I want to reach your holiness, Hashem, and I can't. Make me understand, make me Mekayim my Torah. You're, 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 like, you, like you said, Hashem. You said, You said, Hashem, that if you try, I'll answer you. So here I'm trying. Okay? So next time we learn this Perek Dalit, we'll have a this, this Odalit in, in alphabet, we'll have a whole different perspective on what David Amelech is talking about. And these words, Shabila Ilu Nishmat, Amram Ben Meir, that this series is dedicated uh, in his memory. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.